But I, what I was going to say is, how dare you compare Kevin Costner to Daniel Day-Lewis? God damn it. God damn it. Never letting that go either. Yeah, no. 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 Uh, let, let there, you know what they call this podcast? Let there be sass. Let there be sass. Because that's what I'm getting Get some sass mouth but, out of you two Edens. Yeah, but how do you? I mean, you can't come. Com- man. You can't compare them. Look, both of them are. Oh, Oscar you like winners. Casablanca? Have you seen Troll 2? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have. And if, and, if, and if Humphrey Bogart went to Milbog, then, uh, you know, that's all. I think I actually. Like. I think I do enjoy uh, Troll 2 more than Casablanca. Casablanca is a great okay. movie, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, welcome. About you, kid. <laughs> welcome. Oh my God! Welcome <laughs> back to Texas Podcast Massacre. I'm indeed one of your hosts, Tank Rodriguez, and of course we got uh, our other hosts. We got Dirty Dirty Derek in the house. Well, in your house, actually. It's a, I'll, I'll, yeah, and I'm super dirty today because you just got shit on for liking Kevin Costner. That's right. <laughs> You should, as you as should, as, as you it, should, as it, as it deserves. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one. Go, I don't like Kevin Costner. It. It's one thing to like Kevin Costner, but to compare his acting ability to the greatest actor of our generation. Come on, bro. <laughs> all, all I said was that Daniel Day Lewis's voice makes me sleepy. No, 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 no. It's like no. You no. said what? What you said is you're like you're just like. Well, how, how are you gonna uh, rag on me for liking not liking Daniel Day Lewis when you don't even like Kevin Costner? I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it's true. Okay, look, I can understand if like maybe you. I, I don't know who who else is uh, like a prestigious but it's actor. It's like I said, how can you get how can you be crap about not liking Daniel Day Lewis when you don't like Adam Sandler? You know what I mean? Like that's that's that was a Kevin Costner and Daniel Day Lewis. They revolve in similar like type of movies anyways that's, this is a horror movie podcast right like that's we're talking about horror for like, now yeah. for now it is i mean soon it, soon it is going to be this, an all-encompassing is very scary it is, I, i'm very scared look yeah. here's all i'm saying here's all i'm saying look man uh Kevin Co- kevin costner was a big like he's an a-list celebrity for a while he isn't any longer uh and so in that in that realm, they are in the same conversation, I guess. But you can't compare fucking like you know Waterworld to My Left Foot or <laughs> or literally any of the other amazing Daniel Day Lewis performances. Even the movie uh, Phantom Thread, which I do think is um, Wes or Paul Thomas Anderson's least rewatchable film. It's still in a, a great movie that feels like a, a Merchant Ivory movie. And Daniel Day Lewis is amazing in it. So anyways, let's not this isn't a podcast about Daniel Day Lewis. Right. It is not. That's exactly what I'm getting at. All I will say, <laughs> Mr. Tank Rodriguez, just remember, okay, which one of us gave you more shit about liking Repo the Genetic Opera? That's no. all that I'm saying. Hey, no, I agree. And and no 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 and, and the thing was too about that, he wasn't even a, a host on the show yet. And he came on, he's like, one, uh, They Live is not a horror movie. I'm like, what? That's all we do, man. I gotta come in, I gotta throw my weight around. (laughs) All right. Uh, We shall shall proceed. This is either water, look, water under the bridge. Agree, disagree. Water world under the bridge. (laughs) Water world under the bridge. Screw you guys. Move forward. Uh, So... Uh, just really quick, uh, there was a, an announcement that uh, Jordan Peele's new horror movie is going to come out July twenty second, two thousand twenty two, uh, which is a really weird thing to, to release and without any yeah. other any other any other announcement, just saying that he's going to release a I movie. It's, it's going to be it's going to have Will Smith in it, and it's going to be a Universal monster movie. Interesting. Well, see, though, I heard that's one of the films he's working on, but I guess mm-hmm. he said the next thing. May, I could I could be wrong. I could actually be confusing two things. But I know one thing he said is that he has an idea for something, and that it's going to be the most like most visceral, scariest thing he's ever done. Which I guess, well, we'll see. But yeah, that's, not, way, that's not hard I mean, to do though compared to what he's done so far. Not knocking on what he's done, you know, like his movies are okay. But it's like that that's not hard to do. I mean, get Get Out isn't traditionally like scary. Scary. It's more like 
Suspense. It's, it's yeah, it's suspenseful. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's subject matter scary. Like, yeah. For as like, dumb of a premise as uh, us was, I mean, it did have some legitimate like high tension scares or whatever. But uh, yeah, either way, I mean, it's curious. Again, I think they they it is interesting that Jordan Peele of Key and Peele has become such a bankable name that they're they know already two years out that, you know, his movie's going to draw, it's going to make him a ton of money around the summer season. So, I mean, that's more than anything else. That's what's interesting about that news is that even without knowing what the project is, who's attached to it really, um, uh, that they're already announcing the, the date almost two years out. So yeah. pretty interesting. I, I think, you know, like we, we talked about this before though, I think it's, I think you're going to see a lot of that in the industry because, so many things have been pushed out to 2021, 2022 yep. that like, I, I feel like you got to grab the slots now if you have anything that's worthwhile to do because you're real. not going to get it. Like you'll be stuck in that February time block if you don't, which isn't to me, isn't a bad thing, but I know in the yep. industry, it's not like perceived as a best slot. So yep. uh, I'm sure they're trying to grab as much bankable space as humanly possible for yeah. if and when the theaters reopen again. Um, to get those get those back out there because I know there's a lot of 2022 that's coming out. So yep. yeah, uh, and then also uh, Bloomhouse is uh, back in production again, getting ready for Freaky, uh, which is actually yeah, yeah. yeah it comes the, out this week. Yeah, it comes out this week, and then Halloween Kills is back. Uh, so I just you know I, I think what you were just mentioning as far as like banking on the movies, you know, the movie theaters to open back up, and I think we're we're starting to see that more comfortability. Uh, with uh, with uh, production, you know, productions actually going back into play. Uh, Insidious Five Two is another one. I'm going to go on record as saying like uh, that. The trailer for Halloween Kills actually had me so pumped. It actually I thought yeah. it was a better, more like interesting trailer than the you know the Halloween twenty nine whatever year the recent most recent Halloween yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, so like, dude, I'm really excited for it. Now again, trailers aren't always the most uh, accurate accurate gauge of how interesting a film is going to be. Yeah. But I, I thought, like, everything that they showed, I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted yeah. from the next one. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. I like, uh, I like a little Tommy Doyle being a, being a fucking badass with his, uh, with his uh, Christmas sweater and his <laughs> baseball bat, man. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I guess the original title for this Halloween was originally supposed to be Halloween Mob Rules. Um, I guess it was kind of like the original like working title before they did, you know, Hall Halloween Kills. So yes. I, I think like there's there's going to be like this kind of mob mentality, uh, you know, aspect to it as well. And apparently, Jason, uh, Jason, Michael Myers racks up some uh, huge major numbers. body count, huge body count in this. So it's just supposed to be John Carpenter had said in a like, statement that this is like a callback to to a very hardcore like slasher movie. Fuck uh, yes, so I, I'm, no. I'm really I'm really stoked. I mean, you can't like honestly, oh, wow. I can't set it up the way you set it up and not have it like be maximum carnage for like the last like for two. Real. Yep. I, I'm actually I'm just, I actually just saw something right now on on that. Uh, they're actually getting Rob Zombie to co-direct on one on some of the movie. Fuck you. <laughs> That's not true. I was like, "What?" <laughs> that's, that's, that's not April Fool's April, yet. April Fool's Day? I must shit myself. I'm just gonna go on real record real quick though and say Mob Rules is the most underrated uh, Sabbath album with, of course, Ronnie James Dio singing. But uh, I, I now I want to make a movie called Mob Rules. Uh, so, anyways, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know it, that. Uh, but yeah, uh, very excited. Probably, for that. Yeah, he's probably he's probably doing Halloween 31. That's probably his uh, the Rob Zombie version. No, thank you. Sorry, Sherry Moon Zombie as Laurie Strode. <laughs> a 55-year-old fucking Sherry Moon Zombie. Anyway, hey guys, what y'all watch this weekend? I still take it. I still take it. Watch tons of stuff. Nice. Tons. Tons. Too much, actually, once again. Um, Derek, uh, I went last time. Do you want to go uh, first this time? Yeah, yeah. So three three kind of big ones that I, I wanted to uh, wanted to call out. Um so I watched um, the the Netflix uh, one. No one, uh, nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. I saw that too. That was one of the ones I was going to bring it up. Yep. Yeah, uh, I actually I thought it was pretty decent. Actually, um, very interesting concept. Not not kind of the uh, killer origin story that I would have expected in that movie, but uh, not not too shabby. You know, a traditional, very traditional. 
kind of slasher uh, in the woods. So I liked it for, uh, for for what it was. I totally thought it was going to be subtitles, to be honest with you, but I was prepared for that. Um, but it was, I think it was dubbed, right? It was dubbed. Yeah, it's dubbed. I mean, there, there's both. There's it's there was the Polish language and the the dub. The the dub was yeah. dumb, but it always is. Yeah, I, I thought it was good though. Um, I, I actually it was kind of a fun watch. Um, I watched the uh, Shutter original Revenge, which uh, which I actually really liked. I'm not a huge fan of like the I spit on your grave Revenge uh, type films. Like I, I think like a lot of those have some like hardcore like you know like sexual exploitation you know rapey scenes uh which i think is like probably makes me cringe way more than the kills not that this doesn't have that to that degree but um yeah it was was actually actually pretty cool um i thought the uh and that was one too that i was like started i'm like oh subtitles okay i'm like prepared and then he started speaking english i'm like oh Okay, so another one, not dubbed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the I thought the, the three guys in that movie were just uh, equally reprehensible, like across the board, uh, pretty skeezy. So I was like, wow, okay, well, this is uh, it's very interesting. But like, they got their their just desserts. So I, th- I thought it was good, very bloody. Like, not gonna lie, I thought that was was pretty pretty graphic for you know for that type of movie, which I thought was kind of cool. So some good, I think, practical effects in that film as well. Um, obviously, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but the creep show animated, um, I, I watched it a little while ago, but I don't know if we ever really ch- chatted about that one. We um, didn't No, Um, yeah. I hate motion comics, uh, and it's okay. such a cop out, but it worked well enough. Um, and I, I really liked the second, the second story. Or whatever. One? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it, bro? I, you know, I actually was surprised. I'm not a huge fan of that type of animation. Yeah. So no, I don't think many people are. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's very like very cutaway. But I, I did actually like the the first one too, um, with uh, you know good old Kiefer uh, doing the voiceover. But yeah, I, I thought the second one was pretty fun too. I just read that they're going to do a Halloween special. Um, all that, which I thought was. Uh, which I thought would be kind of cool. So I mean, not Halloween, uh, Christmas special. So I, I was going to say, yeah, I think I heard be, that too. Uh, I don't know if that'll be another animated one or if it'll be like a live action. They got to be coming up on season two pretty soon. Um, I will say this: they turned it out really quick, and um, you know, right now, like trying to even get new content is very hard. Obviously, still with COVID in, in action, and I mean, things are going back into production, but it's obviously it's a lot yeah. more costly, and it's you know much more difficult to shoot so animation has been a a workaround for that and like things are you know the animation industry right now specifically there's a lot of jobs like i have friends who are in the you know film and television production industry and a lot of them have found extra work working in animation there's a lot of animated projects for obvious reasons um but you know again i was when i saw the ad i was like hell yeah then i heard it was a motion comic i was like oh fuck no but having watched it i'm like look man if it it's like if i get that or nothing i'll take the motion comics over nothing because again i'm the anthology horror stuff and again they've done really well every single thing they've done has been at least watchable or you know the worst case scenario was like well it was least enjoyable and some of them have been excellent so <coughs> I, I don't mind the if they have to do another one i just look forward to the the live action the return of the live action yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, the other one I want to talk about because I know you watched it too was the uh, the documentary Wolfman's Got Nards about the Monster Club. Man, you know if I if I didn't love the Monster Club, uh, the Monster Jesus can't talk today, Monster Squad uh, before this film, like which I did, I, I adore that movie. Um, man, I love it so much more even uh, even after watching that. And I will have to tell you, like I had no idea going to so spoil alert for anybody that, that's listening i'm gonna save you the tissues because uh it maybe felt terrible but uh the the young kid that plays horse in the monster squad uh is no longer with us so there's a, a a good section of the film that's actually like really dedicated to to him and his life and how this is carrying on his tradition man i'm telling you man, you gotta, get really the, young too. gotta get the way yeah he was like 22 and then he died in like 1996 like 1997 so you know, man, if anything's going to get the, the waterworks going, I was like, Horace, man, really? 
I, I felt so terrible uh, watching that movie, but I thought it was really awesome just to watch like the the three uh, you know three of the main characters um, you know really carry on the legacy and very much like obviously they are very much still upset by by that twenty years you know almost twenty years later um, well, still impacted. So I, I thought that was really awesome, but I just really thought that was a great. I would have loved to see more of that film. Honestly, me too. Like I, uh, you know, so I was. I mean. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, it's very, I, I obviously, as a fan of that movie and the legacy of that movie. I, I, it's weird, though, because, again, you know, in the movie, they talk about how the fact, like, nobody, for a long time, it wasn't, like, to me, I always thought, like, growing up, that was a movie that was a staple in my household. And my oh, friends yeah. had always seen it. So I didn't realize it was such a failure as it was. Because, you yep. know, it just, you know, especially at the age I was, like, it wasn't something that, you know, maybe I was, I wasn't reading the, reading the publications, the, you know, all the industry uh, uh, magazines, but um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how, like, you know, it, for a long time, apparently it just wasn't as well known, but it, I had always read that uh, Fred Decker, you know, had, was sad about it, but man, watching the documentary, he was very affected by it in fact like i like how brutally honest fred decker is throughout the whole film um yeah. i do feel like one i wish that john grease could have bet they could have interviewed john grease yeah. and obviously tom noonan who's still alive and stuff um you know especially having played frankenstein um you know but i thought it was really good all the stuff about the suit acting and again i like how much you know i've gone on record even on this podcast as saying what a huge fan i am of that redesign for the, they're all really interesting. Obviously, Frankenstein's very Frankenstein. Dracula is very man. Dracula. Yeah. Um, Werewolf, like the Wolfman, it has a very distinct look. I've always loved the Wolfman design in it, but he's very like wide eyed, like far eyed. Like, uh, you know, that's the thing is, it's a weird design because of all animals, pre um, you know, wolves have front set eyes that they're predator. Like, so to set his eyes so far apart, I thought was a weird design choice, but anyways, going off on a tangent, but the Gill man in that movie so well designed. And I liked how, like, you know, how much credit they gave it, but yeah, it was a great documentary, really heartfelt. Yeah. All the horror stuff made me really sad. Um, yeah. Uh, Phoebe is probably my favorite little girl film character of all time. So little girl anymore. yeah. And like, uh, seeing her in it was really cool. And I, yeah, I, I was a huge fan of the documentary. Again, if anything, I just wish it was yeah. longer, but, yeah, and, and, you know, I thought what was really cool is, like, because they did, they were following around this draft house tour, a good chunk of, like, where they, they filmed a lot of stuff was in Texas. Uh, obviously, there was places in, in New Braunfels, San Antonio. So, I thought that was really cool, too, to just be able to see some of the locale. Like, I know where that is, and, like, I've been there, and um, that, that was awesome as well. So, I, I really, again, a very you, uh, a documentary that was very much made with love, you could tell. And it was awesome to see the fans like and how this has affected them because i you know same way i'm sure you're the same way like i wanted to have a monster monster squad when i was a kid um you know obviously you know if, if you're somebody that grew up and you didn't always fit in like i thought it was a really kind of a cool uh way to make you feel like accepted so i i always appreciate that one more thing before i let you jump in jimothy i watched a movie on Twitter called monster party have you seen that one so it's where the uh, monster party. It's where the uh, the kids break into the the house that is a uh, is a basically throwing a party for recovering like uh, like serial killers. Oh yeah, I, I haven't. But we, well, I, I thought you'd already seen it. Did I already talk about that movie? Yeah. For some I don't think we did talk about it. But yeah, no. Uh, so we talked about villains, which is uh, which was is very similar. It's a couple that. Uh, that Maybe that's in. what it was. Uh, but I saw I mean, that. Almost, I saw a villain. But yeah. 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 I mean, this was almost reminding me of a combination of like, don't breathe and villains like combined. But Oh, that's I, right. I saw the uh, trailer for it. That's right. That's, I think yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's worth a watch. Uh, it's got some noticeable actors in it. So um, it it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's, you know, basically about a, a kid. They're petty thieves and he's trying to uh, he's he's only doing it because his dad's got a gambling problem. He's trying to like save his dad from this bookie who's like beating the shit out of him and like cutting off his fingers. So he agrees to get the dad like the the past due amount of like ten grand that's owned by the dad. So they're gonna break into this house that is the the their girlfriend is like do a caterer for. Uh, but just shit goes south because they are all recovering like killers um, and obviously like sadistic ones at that. So um, things shit goes off the rail like pretty quick. 
they have a mongoloid brother lives in the basement which i thought was kind of <laughs> funny um as well but um yeah definitely it's got the girl plays starlight uh in the place yep. um and that's got robin tunney in it um it's got uh julie mcmahon um from like nip tuck uh fame uh, a couple other noticeable like actors as well if you see him uh bill Abigail, the the comedian plays the dad so um it's it's, it's worth a watch if you get a chance to kind of uh, if you have nothing else to watch and want to check it out on a sunday afternoon i i would i would definitely recommend it but sounds good yeah i'll check it out bye man uh, over to you sorry i'm monopolizing the time but i watched so much no no worries uh yeah i watched all, i'm gonna try to go through them as quickly as possible i also watched uh uh, uh nobody sleeps in the woods tonight or whatever the title yeah. is uh polish uh polish translation um yeah i liked it i thought it was a cool throwback horror uh slasher i thought my favorite thing though was actually the design of the villains um mm-hmm. they're truly disgusting and that actor you know he's oh. a big heavy dude so i thought uh, so yeah i thought it was like i, I like that aspect of it it's very polish like the dialogue the characters are so very polish mm-hmm. i still there was the whole scene with the gay kid and like i didn't understand i have a few questions but we won't go into that right now but overall i thought it was it was a fun little you know uh brainless slasher um yeah i also we, we, we i talked about uh uh wolfman has nards i watched uh uh his house on netflix which i've been oh. trying to get you to watch i don't i it was it's in my it's in my queue uh i'm gonna watch it this week it's it's definitely uh it's a political like there's a political aspect about about refugees and um how they're treated this movie takes place in england and it's about two uh refugees and there's some like very heartbreaking elements to it um but overall it's a ghost story um in a unique way the performances are fucking great um the cinematography is great there's some uh, special effects uh, and like kind of design stuff I'm a big fan of. It's got a very like interesting, thought provoking ending as far as what it's saying. Um, for, it, it's a little uneven, but it's for an, for a first time. I think it's the director's first film and stuff. I was very impressed. I wasn't expecting much, and uh, it's getting thankfully it's getting a lot of good word of mouth. Um, but yeah, it was it was very affecting, very smart. It's like it's an uneven film. There's good aspects and some bad aspects, but overall, you know the the movie will make you uncomfortable and stuff. I think you know in the third act, it sort of just it gets a little too. I don't know. I, I'll I'll let you decide. But it overall, okay. I would definitely recommend it. The performances alone are great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna, watch, I'm gonna watch it. It's it's literally next to my list. I just was going through the queue and I'm like. I don't have time this week to watch this one. And I wanted to really give it its due, its, it's kind of due diligence because you recommended it, your brother recommended it online. And, uh, and so I was like, well, if, if, if the, the Dufresne brothers is going to recommend it, then I have to watch it. So I gotta, uh, focus on it. So, yeah, I'm very curious to see what you, what you think. Um, okay. so I watched that. I watched knock, knock, uh, okay. the Reeves. yeah, the Keanu Reeves, the Eli Roth, uh, just because it was on, I was like, I haven't seen that. And once again, it, it cements my opinion of fuck Eli Roth. Uh, the, the movie, like there's no, yeah, the movie has no point. Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't, it's once again, like I understand what he's from them. I mean, he's, he's, his movies look slick. Um, you know, the, 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 there's some interesting things in the script. I mean, the best thing about the movie is uh, Ana de Armas, uh, who plays the the Spanish girl in that movie. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, like I thought there was going to be some real point to it, but no, it's no real point to it. They don't. I don't know. It's he's such a frustrating filmmaker because I think he is he has real talent, and I do think he has some interesting point of view or something to say. But I feel like he just doesn't. Nothing like outside of Cabin Fever, which I still think is his best movie, the first Cabin Fever. Um, he just, it, I always feel like there's something. Re- I, in fact, I tried to watch Green Mile, uh, not Green Mile, Green Inferno, uh, recently, <laughs> and I couldn't make it 20 minutes into it because I hated the character so much. Oh, um, it's yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever um seen his Earthquake One, too, but that, that's also a group of insufferable people. Um, yeah. Trapped in a North a South American 
like Earthquake as well. I think it's like called. Oh, all I know is Eli Roth and uh, what's his name from Hatchet. Uh, Adam Green. Adam Green can both fucking get on an island and never and just disappear. Um, anyways, yeah. um, but so what I really want to talk about though is uh, amongst you know I've been deep diving into a lot of like you know uh, more obscure horror stuff that I hadn't seen or stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time or stuff that's been on print. And I've seen a lot, but there's two I really want to talk about because they're, you know, one is um, uh, uh, this movie called Hellmaster, which was released in the 90s, um, you know, and I'll get to that uh, in a second. But um, then the other one is uh, uh, um, Lantern. Um, I hadn't seen that probably in like 10 or 15 years. And I, the version I saw was at the time was on a you know, probably on a burned or a bootleg VHS. Uh, so I watched it cleaned up. Man, what a fucking fun movie! Um, the 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 it's first off, it's so over the top, and the acting is so gloriously dumb and so eighties. And there's like this punk rock, heavy metal kind of vibe to it. And there's like, dude, it's in fact, having watched it, I had just so I'm in the middle of re uh, writing the second part of my comic blood sacrifice which is an ode to sort of 80s slashers specifically 80s heavy metal slashers and 80 80s heavy metal horror and uh i'm gonna uh this is the first time i'm I'm announcing this but i'm actually going to be finishing up that book and actually completely redrawing even the first uh first section basically going to be like a revised uh uh director's cut version anyways but i had just reread it and then i ended up watching uh hack a lantern uh like a day later and i was like wow this movie it's very like it's very much in tune. Uh, I'm not going to go into the spoilers of my own comic, but um, but yeah, it's it's I really enjoy it. It's it's you know kind of been notorious, but I was like I forgot how much fun it, or I don't remember it being as much fun as it was. Um, and again, it's really over the top and silly, but in the most gloriously dumb way. Um, but the other thing I watched it was something I'd never seen before, and in fact, I. In up until recently, I didn't even know, I'd never even heard of it, is this movie Hellmaster starring John Saxton. Uh, it looks like the, the front cover looked like like if you took all the pins out of Hellraiser. <laughs> well, you, know, if, you know what it kind of reminded me of um, is uh, like uh, when um, at towards the end of uh, Event Horizon, when Sam Neill characters all like cut up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, up, yeah. yeah, pretty much, very similar to that. Um, this It's a Movies from the early '90s. It is batshit crazy. Um, it's <laughs> the story is so bananas. Basically, it's like this. Um, this uh, John Saxon plays like this insane college professor who's trying to come up with the serum for um, psychic powers, but instead it turns them all like any but all of his test subjects into mutant like psychopaths. Um, I'm not even going to spoil the movie. If you have a chance to ever see it, I know it actually was streaming on Tubi. I don't know if it still is. Oh, um, all right. I, think, uh, I thought, ha- thought Hackalanker was on Tubi or Pluto TV too. That, uh, I'm sure. I'll yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure Hackalanker is too. I, I, I've just been, you know, buying like, in fact, I just found out Arrow Video is having a sale. Uh, their Black Friday sale is going to be crazy. And I'm like, I, I can't. Oh, I, I need to just take a step out. back. But, <laughs> But yeah, I would two. Those are two, maybe more obscure. I think Hackland is more well known than Hellmaster. Um, uh, Hellmaster had the that it came out in the late, uh, early nineties. Excuse me, when when horror just wasn't doing as well. Like it was the death of the direct to video market. Um, you know, the people weren't making movies direct to video anymore. Think like they or movies that were going direct to video weren't as like people. This was the advent of like the Jurassic Park era and big movies. So there was, you know. People just weren't paying as much of attention, especially to horror at that point, because slashers had died up and stuff. Anyways, movie is batshit crazy. John Staxon is the villain is is amazing. Um, there's some really interesting characters and stuff in it. I won't again. I I, I don't want to spoil it because I do want you know it, I want people to kind of see it. Uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it for fans who if you like if you are into more 
you know, low budget horror and stuff that maybe isn't, you know, as slickly produced uh, as, you know, modern horror. I'd definitely say both are highly recommended for fans of that genre. They're very, very fun, very over the top. Uh, the the makeup and character designs in Hellmaster, I, I'm a big fan of including the character that's on the cover, who's not John Saxon, by the way. Um, I'd love to talk about more, but, you know. Anyways, uh, that's it. That, I will say Hel- Hellmaster is not on Tubi, but I did find a movie called Hell's Kitty. Yes. Uh, about a possessed <laughs> possessed cat that's killing all its uh, master's feminine friends. That is one evil pussy, as they would say. Yes. So uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, but yeah, man. So we're, what we wanted to do is d- dive into a series. And I have a feeling this will take us more than one episode to do because there's a lot in this series. Uh, we want to dive into Friday the 13th. I, I thought that initially like Friday the 13th because for two reasons. One, I think it's pretty iconic and there's just a lot to, to unpack with that series. But two, uh, as I was writing the article for your zine, which I'm almost done with, uh, it's about Jason Voorhees. And so I uh, thought I would, uh, I, I felt like it was, it was kind of apropos to, to talk about it. So... And then even more apropos, because as we release this film, this Friday is actually Friday the 13th. So, yes. Which was not, again, we, we didn't, that wasn't planned. It just, well, that worked. But uh, it feels like it's timely. Um, yeah, there are a lot of films in this franchise. Uh, so I don't know if you, how in-depth you want to go. Um, but basically what we're doing, listeners, is we are, we are going to rank each or so separately from best to worst, or from worst to best, I think, uh, the, the films of the Friday the 13th franchise. I also included um, the remake and Freddy vs. Jason in my list. I don't know if you did, Derek. Absolutely. Um, I consider it all part of the... Me too. All part of the same. Even though some people say, well, it's not canon, but that's okay. So, um, let's get into it, because, yeah, like this is there's a lot to get into. Um, do you want to... So, do you want to do worst to best? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to go first, or would you like me to? You can go first. All right, let me pull up my little... So one thing, the caveat I will say is that this is going to change... Like, this is... Ba- like, right, writing this, this was just how I feel, you know, currently. Like, um, One thing is, like, I had planned, you know, especially I was, you know, I grabbed that uh, much t- Ballyhoo discussed uh, Shout Factory release of the entire series, the box set. So I... I, I asked you about that. I had been started to rewatch some of my favorites during the Halloween season, and I wanted to basically rewatch them all but life has just been too busy for me it's way too hectic to go through them all but i i'd seen a lot uh, most of them and recently enough to i feel like to be a to judge them fairly enough but um so my first choice for the worst of the lot is the remake now that is with a caveat the remake isn't a ter- in fact the remake is probably legitimately the best looking of all of the films it's a very well shot well lit well composed films the cinematography is really well done um and there's some interesting aspects to it and i i think some of the kills in it are actually pretty that when that girl is being burned when she's hung upside down in the uh in the sleeping bag and over the, the fire and she's burning to death uh that's a pretty brutal like most of Jason's kills are really like direct. Like usually he's like just stabbing you or whatever. Like that's, that's more of a torturous scene. And I, you know, I do think like, you know, there's some violence in it. That's interesting. But the reason it's, I consider it my worst is because I feel like it just doesn't have its own soul. I think what they were trying to do, they just, I'd just rather watch the other ones in the franchise. Um, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't reinvent enough, it enough of itself to be interesting or it didn't, it was just overall just pretty bland and forgettable. Uh, even though like some the act some of the actors in it are really great. Yeah. Um, I, I like I like Aaron Yu. He he plays uh, he was actually ironically enough in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake too for a brief cameo. So I thought that was kind of funny that, that he was involved. Both. Um, yeah, he's he, he was pretty funny. I totally agree with you though. I feel like this is it, it's like they took a little bit of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake element applied it to Jason, like try to stylize it, um, you know, tried to kind of make him sympathetic in a way. Um, I, I, you know, yeah, I just, and, and the characters were just completely unlikable. Like yeah. even um, Jared Padalecki's character, uh, Clay, I, I just, I couldn't feel for him too much. He's kind of a dick. Like, and, um, you know, also Jared Padalecki is, yeah. he's six, five. That, like he's too big. Like he's the, 
he's too big to be uh, a protagonist in one of these movies because, like, I was like, I actually feel like he could might maybe kick uh, Jason Voorhees' ass. Um, I think so yeah. too. Like, I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, I just uh, there's this whole and and the funny thing was like, I was like, can you get any more cliche with the fact that these folks are going to Crystal Lake because there's a weed farm nearby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, hey, you know, we all like to get high, but you know, what I mean, like, it's <laughs> like. You're not going to go into Camp Crystal Lake and, and try to find like who's who's growing a weed farm in Crystal Lake. Like honestly, um, the, the whole scene too, like with the with the farmer, uh, you know, kind of the farmer assistant. Who, funny enough, if you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia, plays the, the rapper Little Little Kev. That's right, Little um, Kev. Yeah, and which is so funny, and it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he plays that role, but when he repeats that role, it's kind of like a more redneck version of that. <laughs> I was like, man, I just like you're you're just take it take it away as as he says, you're one step away from you know starting up a whoop ass machine. Really? Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the language, uh, and I will give him credit. That Jason Voorhees, I think it was Taylor Main, right? That played, uh, played or was it Derek Mears that played that? Derek Mears. That Derek Mears. He's a big dude. He's he's a hulking dude. Like he's got the he's got the shaved head. I mean, like he's a good Jason Voorhees. Like I would give him credit for that. Like I think he he did the job well. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I would like to give me give me your old Kane Honor, you know, yeah. uh, give me give me a CJ Graham, and like that's the classic. So. Funny enough, that is actually on my list of like worst to best. That so that's your worst too. That is my worst too because right. one like, well included in the bunch. Like to me, it's just it's it's a carbon copy of like the the original. I would have loved it if they would have like skipped the whole origin story and gotten right into like Same. a iteration of Jason, not connected to like anything else. So like when you try to stylize a whole fight scene between. You know, uh, Pamela Voorhees and you know Alice's main character, right? Like, you're just it's just not quite the same, right? So, yeah, I, I like it. It's a it's a fun watch. And if I'm not watching anything, I'll I'll pop it on for noise. Like, I don't sit down and watch it. It's like, if I think about the series, right? Like, I don't I don't think. About yeah, exactly. And that that's when I you know even looking at the box, I'm like, which is the one in here I'm gonna watch the least? And that was the that it was that one. I feel like it doesn't even really. Once you've seen it, I don't know how much of it merits a rewatch. I don't know like how layered it is, but yeah. Even the I, extended edition really doesn't have that much more in it, like the killer cut edition. It doesn't have that much more that it makes it like better. I do agree. I think that that, that sleeping bag scene is awesome. Uh, I think the fact that like there are bear traps, like I think it's oh that be, yeah exactly. Then that's all part of that. Oh god, that's what I'm saying. That scene is very, but but then also that sort of. That's like the highlight of the movie is that one kill, and then the first twenty, the first twenty minutes, right? It's like yep. this whole, yep. like the scene where he's like stabbing up through the board, yep. he's pulling the guy down. Like that's cool. Like I thought this was like, this is a great setup to this movie, right? Like you have these really cool kills, and it's such Jason is more of like a hunter type. Yeah, which I mean, that's the thing. It's like I don't know how I feel about it in retrospect. Like the whole like there's an uh, he has an underground tunnel with the bells. Like at the time, I was like, oh, that's interesting, kind of explaining it. Who does then, that though. What's up? Is it yeah? It's like you think like who who built that? Well, then again, I will say I'm sure Jason Voorhees has a lot of free time in his in his days, but, um, but I, I thought like once again, it's like you're spoiling the mystery of it a little bit, like yeah. um, you know, just like why Rob Zombie's Halloween doesn't work. It's like don't explain it. Like if you ruin some of the mystique, then you know. But either way, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad no, you agree. I mean, yeah, no, I do. It's funny too because I literally before we signed on this podcast, I was watching film theory. Uh, I was watching Matt Pat film theory, and there was a whole thing about can J- Jason teleport, and yeah. uh, this whole the whole fan theory, which I was finding a little bit funny. But if you think about it in the context of like, and obviously he cannot teleport. Let's just say that for the record. I do not believe in any way to reform. He teleport. I just think he runs when he wants to. But yeah. but when you talk see, about, it makes like, the, sense though. The, the, the one thing those, is, yeah. I've explained this to people in the past. Like, it doesn't work as when, like, when, like, in you know, Jason takes the Manhattan or in those films that take him outside of Camp Crystal Lake. But it makes sense in Crystal Lake because he knows that camp like the back of his hand, so he's going to know shortcuts. He's going to know like that he's he's not going to trip over the trail. So I've always explained it. You know, in my internal logic has always been like, well, you know, that's that's you know, 
that's how he's so able to do that. Always get you know in front of people is that yeah. you know they're stumbling through the woods blind or he knows right. that place. Like they, blind. they look they look away. They take the long way, you know. Yeah. But like the whole thing is like in in the series, right? There's like a little bit of that mythology, like you don't know, but you do know, like sensibly. But like to think, oh, he gets from point A to point B so quickly because he's got underground tunnels, like. That's just you know that's like blowing the magician's trick in essence. Exactly. Like you you know how the, the lady gets cut in half. So uh, yeah, that's I totally agree with you. But what, what's next in your list? Which one's next? So we're aligned with a lot of these. Yeah. So my next, my number eleven uh, is uh, Jason Goes to Hell Final Friday. Now let me say up front though, I don't hate this movie. Uh, upon rewatching it, like I can see things. I like. First off, some of the gore and special effects in this movie are fucking outrageous some of the most graphic violence in this in this whole, whole series is in this movie um the opening is, it a scene of, is my favorite part i agree too i love the opening scene uh, um because it's so like out of like like it, as a jason fan you're always waiting for that moment but then you start the movie that way you're like wait this is how they start the movie and where's this going from here oh uh 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 demon worms what the fuck but so, I, like, apparently the uh, fun, fun fact of you've ever seen like the documentary, but the uh, the woman Erin Gray who plays the uh, plays the mom mm-hmm. in that movie was so appalled because she's like that that worm could have gotten me a million different ways, and it went right up my cooch and yeah. uh, and and got inside me, and she was like, I had no idea they were gonna do that. So when I watched it, I was so pissed and like violated, like. I, I refuse. Like this is like the first interview I've done on that. So I was like, "Wow." <laughs> well, the thing nope. is, funny, 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 funnily enough, or funny enough, um, funnily. Part of part of the reason I have a new fun appreciation for that film is actually I watched this the documentary with the with the director, and sort of seeing his point of view, sort of explaining it. I go, "Okay, well, I see your points." But the most interesting thing to me was something I'd heard from like message boards or you know whatever like that supposedly it's like it ties the friday 13 franchise to the evil dead franchise and i always thought that was like just like fan theory and apparently nope it is full-on in fact it is canon it is fully the same necronomicon they are like jason is a different version of a deadite and it's literally the director was like, that was my vision. He was like, I wanted to tie it to a bunch of different franchises. Um, they just didn't let me. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously tying it uh, to the most obvious, you know, with, with Freddy, but um, in, in the end. But uh, but overall, I if it was its own standalone movie, and there's actually uh, several movies that are very similar to it uh, with the same concept of like a demonic entity jumping from person to person, especially at that t- time frame. But I, I still think it's an interesting thing. And I like that they did something different, but to try to end the franchise with that, that I think that's what leaves a sour taste in most people's mouth. Um, but overall it's a batshit movie and there's a lot of fun sequences. And, and I do think it, the movie is maligned maybe a little unfairly. Cause it's not, you know, people say it's a terrible movie. It's actually probably a more competent film than some of the entries in the franchise, as far as overall, like the pacing, the actual direction. Um, but you know, it's just so bizarre and so off the uh, out of left field for that franchise. But uh, I do think it's pretty rewatchable, though, too. But that's my number eleven. Yeah, I mean, that's I totally agree with you. I it, it's not my number eleven, but it, it, I would it, it's it's coming up pretty close. Like <laughs> it is a fun watch. It is a fun watch. I do like the tie in. Like, and obviously, if anybody's a fan of the series, knows that that at some point they they wanted to do a Freddy versus Ass versus Jason as a sequel. There was a comic on it as well. So there's a graphic novel, uh, which is pretty pretty fun as well. And I, I actually think it's kind of cool um, yeah. that ties it in. So it, it makes sense that they're all like, but it's the same thing with like in the uh, in the Bride of Chucky, right? The evidence locker at the very beginning of that yes. shows like Freddy's glove, Jason's mask, like you know, it has all that stuff in there. So I mean, I think there's a lot of times people try to put those subtle like fan favorite nods in there um, that are um, that are just you know. Doesn't quite hit the mark, but I can see that as well. Like why that would be appropriate. I will say so, though, real quick on the record though, yeah. for the, if you watch the uh, documentary, it's it, it's an extra on the Screen Factory release. Um, the director does seem kind of one a little defensive and kind of a little uh, arrogant, 
but it is a really it's an interesting watch because they go into a lot of depth about the movie that uh, I had never heard before. So just a shout out for that if you have a, if you have that uh, the Blu-ray set to watch it because it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, I will say uh, this will probably be uh, very unpopular <laughs> um, thing, but I for me the next one on my list is actually Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Um, not and and I'll tell you why it's not the story um, that really gets me. It is it really bothers me to watch it because the 3D is so off the mark. Um, <laughs> so I I think that is like that's the one that really always gets me is like I, I think it would be a very cool movie if they didn't do it in 3D. But there I think honestly all the attempted 3D gags in that in that film really to me like as i watch it like and i i get it it was the 80s i'm like that was really big for that time and you had to do 3d in that way i think watching it in kind of a more modern era is like they just seem so out of place of like throwing stuff at the screen yo-yoing for no reason you know there's yeah. just so many things and like the pitchfork you know um i'll say though, the, even though the harpoon you see the wire you see the wire very evidently i thought i was that the harpoon thing was pretty cool though but it is. I, I think there are a lot of cool elements. I think just just for me, it's probably the one that I have the hardest time watching. Here's the thing: I like all the Friday Thirteenth movies, like even the remake to some degree. So, like, it, there's not a whole lot about them that I, I really dislike. I mean, you know what you're getting into with these. Like, we're not talking about like you know Academy Award winning acting going yeah. on here. So, I, I think like if I had to pick an element from it's one no, of the it's films no, that I it's no Kevin Costner movie. I'll tell you that it's much. not Kevin Costner, <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, does take place no, in the water though? A lot, that's very so. true though. Like it, you know, yeah. This Friday Thirteenth is not. I mean the movies are inherently dumb and get dumber as they go along, but that's part of the joy of the, of the franchise is because they are very popcorn movies, very like escapist yeah. films. Like, you know, you're not, it, they're not trying to be fucking, you know, uh, the I mean, I've, been, I've been binging, I've been binging them all this week just in preparation for this, this uh, podcast. And honestly, it's the one franchise that does not have a ton of continuity. And oh, it doesn't no. bother me for one for one Same. second. Like I know a lot of people shit on it. Like, why is Jason always different? Why is his version always different? Like he died. He he's supposedely cremated at the end of uh, four, and then they re. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, again, I mean, I don't there, care. there's a lot to it, but I don't care. Like it, it's just a fun watch, and I honestly love the different iterations and takes. Like when you know when you take your Ted White Jason, you know, in, in uh, you know the final chapter versus like. You know, your CJ Grams, your Kane Hodders, like they all have a very unique, you know, a unique style to it as they kind of approach like their version of Jason. It's got a different swagger, a different walk, like a different look. Like I just watched Jason X last night uh, for the millionth time. And even that, like when they're taking, like a lot of people would say, like, oh, when they're taking off the mask on the space station, like he has an entirely even different face, like he's got hair which he doesn't have in any of them. But I was like, I could really give a shit. Like he <laughs> kills people. It's fun. Like, honestly, like there's no better thing that I can ask for in a movie. So, um, it is, it is the one franchise. It's just to See, your point. Like, it's just fun to watch. Like who cares? Yeah. And I'm with you a hundred percent. Like to me, I actually, because of the, there's the consistency and inconsistencies, inconsistency where his, his face changes, his outfit changes, um, that I actually find it interesting. Like, I, like, I like to like go and be like compare the different like makeup designs or the, you know, um, character design stuff. And, you know, uh, I, I'm a fan. I, I think that makes it the film franchise even more interesting, it, you know, and to me, even though it changes, they, all of them, while can sometimes vary pretty differently, they're all pretty successful and, and still keep the thing as opposed to say sure. Michael Myers masks throughout the movies, which get more and more derpy as the fucking movies go on. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, part part five is just like that's that's probably by far like the worst mask uh, ever. It's, it's like you just bought the that dollar, party store, exactly the party store the on your way to the, way the exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. I I wouldn't even say like even like I, yeah, that's probably the one. Like I would even say like even with Freddy Krueger, right? Like as an icon, like you know, even his looks change with with every film because you have different makeup effects designers. Like it's the same. Guys, still Robert England, for example, you talk about the Jack Earl Haley one, but, um, you know, Robert England's playing him, but, like, the effects change a little bit with each time, 
it looks differently, but like, you know, who cares? Like, honestly, yeah. it's just, it's just fun to watch, but, um, what's, what's next on your list, buddy? So my next one is, uh, part seven, a uh, new blood. Um, I know Psychic it's a popular. Jason. What's up? Yeah, exactly. And I know it's a popular Psychic one. Jason. Jason. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as a kid, it, first of all, it was also very like, you know, they both, both the two big franchises of the 80s, the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, they both had that same, around that same period, like, the site, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make, it's not like fucking the Friday the 13th films aren't ridiculous, ridiculous enough that you can throw that in there and it's so weird or whatever, but overall, it's just like, I think it's the one that just, I, doesn't grab me as much as the others, personally, um, uh, I'm, I know, I'm trying to think, there was a kill in there that uh, I really did enjoy, because uh, really a lot of times these films, especially the Friday the 13th films, comes as how enjoyable is the violence, but overall, I just, it's, uh, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about the lead actress, um, it just is, it's it's a very forgettable Friday the 13th entry for me, um, I just, it just doesn't grab me. Yeah, I, I actually would say that I, uh, I agree with you actually on that. That was actually next on my list. Like, I, I love the concept behind it. Like, I like the idea of, uh, of like kind of like you know supernatural forces against Jason because you're you're reaching seven where Jason is now this kind of like supernatural entity, yeah. right? Like, six by far is awesome. Like, and, yes. and so you have like you know you have this resurrected Jason, which I think is like. I always say there's like, there's two like versions of Jason in my mind. There's like the pre six Jason. There's like post six Jason, like post six Jason is like all bets are off. Right. Like yes. this guy just got resurrected. Like you, you can do anything with him at this point. Like nothing is off limits. And I think they like, they took that and they took it to this other level of like, let's give Jason a worthy opponent. Now, like for me, like, I would much rather see like Jason take on like an adversary that's already like battled him before. Like for example, like your, your Tommy Jarvis, Tommy, right. Yeah. Run up against him a few times, not including crazy Tommy Jarvis. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis, right. Like, um, you know, although I do like, I will get into, we'll get into part five, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I think like that's, so I, I love the idea, but yeah, I think like this whole, I think what really did not sell it for me, in this movie was like the whole like daughter kills the father and then like at the end the father saves the daughter well like the daughter killed the father because it's hard the father was like an abusive drunk asshole and she yes. she kills him by singing that thing and then all of a sudden like she resurrects her own like abusive drunk father to take on like jason it's so, like it's like shameless meets friday the 13th it's, it's, so all you know. i could think about because that's one of the biggest detractors is it also the, it reaches a level of absurdity. We'll we'll get into another film that has a very absurd ending that I actually enjoy, despite what other people say. But I I was always so that ending always took me out of it because I'm like, is she just reanimating the corpse of her dad? Like, is it just is that just like literally might as well be like a like <laughs> sticks and rocks? But like, or is he? It makes no fucking sense. It's dumb right, as fuck. He's, it, been, he's been underwater for for you know like how long? Like since three, she's like a decade, yeah. like a decade. Like oh yeah, she was yeah, a probably. kid when it happened. Yeah, she was a kid when it happened. She's a teenager now, so like she's been underwater. Like he looks fine. Like he just looks like he's a homeless guy. Like yeah, exactly. Just a water. wet like, homeless dude. <laughs> yeah, and and I know that like they said if you watch like the uh, you know um, the Camp Crystal like documentary. Um, they talk about like at that point in the filming there, they were pretty much like out of budget. Like they had these really cool effects and they just, they couldn't do it. They ran out of time and money and, and that, and that sucks because like, it would have been great to see like a, like a zombified dad or like a water water. You know, it would have been cool if they did it that way. I would have bought it a lot, a lot more, but just the fact that that is like the dad in her mind, she's like, she'd be the last person she would want to resurrect. Not only did she kill him, you're just an asshole to boot. Like <laughs> she's bringing him back from from the grave. So I, I just, yeah. Well, you know, like you it, could maybe like, argue that it's it's about redemption. And but he yeah. again, the character wasn't. His character was fucking hateful. So like, yeah, I, it, it was a yeah. weird decision. It's the it's probably what put also puts it so low on my list is just because it's actually an infuriating ending. Some of the films have some dumbass endings that I enjoy, but that is not one of them. 
Yeah. I, my question too, is like, as we, as we talk about part eight, like Jason takes Manhattan, like why, where'd the dad go? <laughs> he got me what about the, put him at the bottom of the lake, right? Like, like he's still not holding on to him. <laughs> well, th- again, the, the endings of the, uh, you almost have to basically just forget I the, uh, I the details. I was, um, I was just finding it funny though. Like when I watch like seven and then I pick up the date and it's like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> that's okay. We'll we'll move forward. Um, so, so what yeah, is your? Think, is that your? Well, that was that, that was yeah. That was the next on my list. So like, okay, we're 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 totally aligned with it so far. What's your next? Let's see if we we'll keep this this train rolling here. So my number five, or my excuse me, my number nine uh, is part five, a new beginning. Um, there are some things. It's it's honestly like a, a pretty interesting movie like the first off it's got one of my favorite kills with the fucking the you know the uh 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 is it part five now i'm fucking am i questioning myself with the belt where that he's like turning yeah. the belt yeah oh god that for some reason even as a kid that shit fucked me up like it just felt so brutal but um in fact i think the kills overall in this are a lot more like violent like you know as yeah. far as like the the scenarios, like, I don't know what the actual gore, like, I mean, to quantify what the gore is, the amount of blood, or whatever, but I just, these, these, these kills seem super, like, intense, where, um, you know, it, sometimes Jason just feels like he's dispatching these kids just to get rid of them. Um, but, you know, it's got some memorable things. It's got some memorable elements. I actually really like the, the psych, the psychotic little, like, super angry Tommy Jarvis. Uh, you know, I like that he's just like this, ball of anger and shit like he's very like ready to scrap um yeah. but yeah it's it's I, it's definitely not i people hate it because it has you know uh uh you know it, it does you know it has the audacity to do what halloween 3 did which was like hey let's progress the story in a different direction we don't want to just keep doing it the same character let's try something new and i commend them for that like as a kid obviously i hated it because uh, you know, uh, just like where, where's my Jason? Oh, he's really dead. He's cremated. Fuck you! But um, but watching it, it's it's it's. <laughs> How it's, dare you do that? <laughs> like if I had done this list like ten years ago, it would have been my my least favorite of all of them. Um, but it's actually it's actually a good movie. It's actually a, 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 a real a lot of fun. There's some really fun elements. Like uh, I, I think it definitely. You know, fans hate it, but I definitely feel like it's a much more fun movie than I, I would have given it credit for. And again, I think some of the kills in it are really great. And I, I like what it was trying to do. I don't, I personally did not want to see at the end of final chapter where you think like, oh shit, Tommy Jarvis is now the new Jason. He's the fucking psycho. You know, by the time you get to part five and you sort of see him as his own character, I'm glad they didn't make him the next yeah. Jason. Like, because oh, I felt yeah. like it would have ruined what that arc would have been. And I like heroic Tommy Jarvis, especially by six. So that's my personal opinion, but you know, to each their own. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Like I would not like, I, I think just that thought alone, like is, it totally makes me angry. Like, cause like he is not the next Jason. Like he shouldn't be the next Jason. Like number one is setting, like it's setting two things. Like, if you do that one, it's a cop out in my opinion. Like you can't, he's just not going to replace Jason in no way, shape or form. Cause he's just not even built for that. Yeah. And two, like what, like what it would tell me is like, here's a monster movie obsessed, like kid that took on a killer and then became a killer. Like that to, to me, like just can send a totally wrong message that like, monster movies, monster movies are the reason that he's the killer. And that's why he's like psychotic. And that's not even the case. Like and it wouldn't be the case. Right. So a hundred percent. I agree. That that's a fantastic point that, you know, like as a kid, it used to piss me off um, is like, you know, uh, which is why I love uh, uh, summer school so much, or like uh, Morgan Stewart, <laughs> Morgan Stewart coming home. It's like those are like you, they show horror fans as like fun, silly, interesting people who are like are genuinely yeah. like you know kind hearted or whatever. So like, uh, yeah, I, I, I it would have been the exact wrong message. Which as a horror film director, you would have thought I don't know either way. But yeah, that's a great point. But yeah, that's that's my uh, mine. Is that also yours? It is also mine. Yeah, no, it is also mine. We are we are neck and neck with this one. Uh, all right, well, I, I know we won't this... get through, through it all today. I think this is was our uh, 
we'll, we'll pick up the rest in our next episode. But uh, we are we are definitely uh, moving so along. Sympat- simpatico. All right, so I'm so so we're ending right now at number nine. So if we have number eight number through nine. one to to do, yeah. so yeah. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, and so on the next episode of Texas Podcast Massacre, we will finish this list. Uh, where's my music? I don't know why I did that voice. I just wanted to do like <laughs> that guy. I was gonna say I I picked up on it right away. That's good. I'm glad you did. Well, anyway. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, if you enjoyed today's conversation, feel free to uh, follow us on uh, Spotify if you haven't already done so. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And, uh, you know, follow us on the social media. We are going to be moving forward uh, outside of the Tank Rodriguez show. We are going to be uh, continuing the movie show, all-encompassing. Uh, we are going to be known as the Movie Misfits. Uh, we will have a... Uh, uh, we should already have it soon. Uh, I know that's uh, contradicting itself, but uh, we should have it soon. We'll send more information out. Just be on the lookout for that next episode. Uh, we can tell you where to subscribe to that channel. Uh, but yeah, for me, Tank Rodriguez, uh, Dirty Dirty Derek, and uh, Jimothy James Dean. Uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Peace. So you guys are going to do your relationship show? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. Hold on. We're, we're, we're not done recording yet. Okay, bye.